0: Hello friends, I'm your host, Chris Thrall, I'm a former Royal Marines Commando, I've adventured, for better and sometimes worse, across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt Podcast. Ben, how are you brother? Doing good. How are you? (laughs) Yes, Yes, uh, running, out of, running out of clever replies that probably aren't really that clever. <laughs> I, I normally have, a, when
1: someone asks me this, uh, maybe in my work or whatever, my, my usual reply, when someone says, how are you, I'm like, love in life. No matter what, what the day is, no matter what it is, it's positive affirmation, love in life. Um, sometimes good is, is just as sufficient, but I think if you say that enough times, it gets contagious and other people start to say it, then whether they actually mean it or not, and that's important,
0: right? I don't like to be rude to my guests, but they've got to sort out the way they freaking speak, man. All this, I'm good. It's this is England. We're British. We're very proud about that. We're not nationalistic, but we're proud of proud to not have to copy other countries.
1: <laughs> Maybe, yeah.
0: yeah. People can speak how they want. Of course, they can. But I do think though. I just don't know I think people that are easily swayed with their language to just start saying what other people say like this past thing instead of saying someone died he's passed I personally think it there's there's a lot you can dissect there you know (laughs) Um, well I I think yeah it's it's a good point and a
1: lot of the way that we all communicate as individuals is based on the amount of, of of different people that we surround ourselves with and Whether that's people in direct contact or people through media outlets, if you're permanently listening to an American TV show, the natural course of human imitation is probably going to be like you're going to start talking like them. I'm the same. I know people that have maybe lived in the southern hemispheric countries for for a, a, a number of months and suddenly sound like they're on, you know, an episode of Home and Away. You know, that's just, that's, you know, and they start using the, the sort of euphemisms. You think, hang on, you've only, you've only been on holiday for a fortnight. But, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh... Brilliant.
0: It really come <laughs> back calling you a flaming galah and all the, Galay, the mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we so, use that in this house, flaming galah, because my boy thinks it's so funny. You're flaming galah! <laughs> yeah, it is.
1: But, um... Yeah, I, I suppose that's, that's quite in line with what we're going to be talking about today, you know, in terms of like, you know, how people imitate, how, you know, the reasoning
0: behind that and things like that. So, yeah, maybe,
1: maybe not a bad point to start on.
0: Yeah, so I, I just want to start, Ben, by saying I've met a lot of people in this world. I've certainly had a, quite a few on the podcast now. Um, many, in fact, most of them are brave I think human beings are brave all in our own ways, right? But certainly my guests seem to have gone that little step further. And I'm not just talking, you know, on the battlefield. I mean, for me, it, 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 the the bravery, bravery is in dealing and overcoming mental health challenges. is far more, um, far, well, I'm trying to grasp my, far more heroic, let's say. Is overcoming addiction than it ever was. Me picking up a gun and, you know, potentially having to shoot somebody. Um, but the point I'm getting to is, you coming on a podcast today is is probably the bravest act of any of my podcastees to date, um, and I just wanted to acknowledge that for well that's that's a that's
1: quite a flattering thing to say and and i i take that as a great compliment um it's from my side bravery especially when it comes to things like like mental health because you're from from you know from my experience you're fighting a battle that no one else can see no one else knows about no one else can hear no one else can touch no one else can smell you know it's internal and you don't know whether you're going to win. No one else can come in and die. Well, it's arguable that other people can come in and, and help you. and You know, the right people at the right time. Um, and especially when it comes to things like addiction, the mortality rate, I suppose, of, of many people when it comes to opiates or whatever substances it is it's, it's, you know, is quite high um, uh, without the right help. So it's bravery, what would, would I call it, I, mean, I, I call it sort of, you know, dry my eyes and getting on with it kind of stuff but it's it's a little bit more than that for a lot of people
0: yeah of, of course it's like me i mean I, I i don't have a feel sorry for me bone in my body um i just believe everything in life's experiences right sometimes it feels like you're getting kicked in the teeth well whoever said you shouldn't get kicked in the (laughs) teeth it's no it's no yeah that's that's quite true yeah life don't come you know my gran always used to say life isn't fair and don't think anybody ever told you it was and i i learned that from such a young age and that almost became my mantra that i've i'm just became i'm just invincible to to um yeah i I think if we make life right
1: yeah, exactly. And I think if we all make the mistake that life should be fair and it should be easy, then we start to become complacent and nothing really creative ever ha- ever can happen, really, if we think that it's all a plopped out course and we should all sit on some kind of level playing ground. Where's where's the a- element of competition, for example? Where's the element of, of striving for perfection or righting wrongs that you know that, that haven't been thought about being righted, is that a right word? Um, before. So it's <laughs> You can't make diamonds without putting a bit of pressure on a bit of coal, right? That's a great expression. For a, for a lot of people, that's, you know, sometimes they don't know that there's a diamond inside. I mean, I'm not saying I, by any, by any means the imagination of I'm some kind of polished, precious stone. Um, but in, in terms of how we are as as people,
0: pressure about can make us perform. Bringing out the humanity that this great universe gave us, in, isn't it? live into our full potential um, absolutely absolutely and i think all of
1: the potential is in us whether we choose to to see it and or some people are you know realize it at a very early age and it's very obvious because they, they don't have as many restrictions or they're just a free soul at the end of the day and some people take a little bit longer like you know like yourself doing a 99 mile run you know, is that something that people sort of leave school and just do straight away? Maybe not. You know, but at some point you get the the, the inclination to do something like this. And very much like myself, it's it's a long time before I've come to um, understand my my sort of journey with mental health, where I am and where I was, and, and you know, understand that it doesn't matter whether I I know whether I'm going. It's the fact that I'm just going. You know, I'm carrying on, and I'm I'm, I'm sort of looking back at it as a as a, as an episode, you know, or a sort a series, you know, this is now a new one and it has been for a little while.
0: Yeah. And I guess that I'm your, um, can't think again, shouldn't really be doing podcasts because my vocab- vocabulary when I need it, it's just not there. <laughs> you'll get there. <laughs> Thank you. It, it, it'll get better e- each day. You'll,
1: you'll reach a, a state of verbosely articulate. Level that you you never would have imagined before. So, I put a, keep keep put, talking and you'll make enough sense. That's what that's something else someone told me. I
0: put a post on Reddit the other day, and what and some I guess I think it was some lad came back and went, "Don't watch this rubbish. This guy just says words and they don't make sense." <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> My mum well, would be proud
1: maybe uh that that's you 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 made someone take
0: enough time to reply that to that so you know that that's a positive change I guess so so I think champion Ben was the word I was looking for and if it wasn't it will do I'm I'm your champion because you know I battle trauma and mental health every single minute of every day I mean I literally do it's it's a physical thing in my life that I have to wake up with and I have to go to sleep with. And when I'm asleep, it's still there. Um, you know, I didn't ask for my hand in life. I don't want to go into details because this, this is about you, but you know, I think people know what I'm getting at when, when you're a child, an infant, you you, you you don't look after yourself adults are supposed to do it and for some reason they and the system failed me right yeah. as a result when I grew up I started to show the signs of trauma and of course that was chronic addiction and I even when I got so addicted or I took so much drugs I completely lost my mental health I still couldn't stop taking the drug chasing that what it must be like to feel like normal in your life right mm-hmm. got to the point where i knew i was dying and i still couldn't it was out of my i can run a thousand mile non stop don't care about that people tell me i shouldn't say it's easy but it it it, it won't very hard not not compared to coming through addiction right um and so i we'll fight for the right of people that have been where I have people that are struggling in any form of mental health. We're here to talk about delusion or or delusionness, if that's the word today.
1: Um,
0: Delusionism. The, the, the vast gap in this country in, in knowledge is, is ridiculous considering, you know, we've got all the means at our disposal to understand these things. People still refer to you by your mental health condition. So for me, it's ah, you were a drug addict. Well, more sort of father, pilot, skydiver, world traveler, best-selling author. You know, guy who's driven to guy who's driven to India, India and back. Royal Marines commando. You know. and I can go on and on and on and on and on. I will later, but <laughs> now seriously, what what do they do? They pick one thing from your past and they want to brand your whole life with it, right? Words like "clean." I say to people, "I was never dirty." How how is having a mental health condition? How is that dirty? Why? It, it it's like. And, and and it's a great point and I, and I'll sort of I think we're probably working
1: backwards on the timeline which is which is a good way to start is it's 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 very much like having a criminal record i mean i've not got a criminal record i've not had one but it feels like when you've had a mental health issue uh, an episode or or whatever the the severity of this um, this disease if you like that it that it can tarnish someone in a sort of equal way to to maybe a, a criminal record, and I've experienced that more recently when I was um, when I was applying for the R and R. So um, I wanted to later in my, obviously quite late in my life. I'm, I'm 36 now, but but last year did the whole you know saw the post on the, on social media. Thought yeah, great. Let's let's get and an apply to the R and R went down uh, to Whale Island and done the day and sort of looked at the branches and got excited and everything else. Done uh, got my fitness up, was running my sort of 10 minute, uh, two and a half kilometers, 10 minutes at, at, uh, at the age of 36, you know, my, on my second attempt. So I wasn't in that bad of shape. And, um, and went to the, the, the Armed Forces Career Office, sat down, did my test, got quite a high score considering I, I didn't do very well at school. Um, and I was getting every step of the way, I was getting really, really excited. Uh, and then it came down to releasing medical records. And unfortunately, because of my mental health past, um, I got PMU'd from the, the Royal Naval Reserves, which my, so my, my plan was this was to get in the Royal Naval Reserves um, and in some way, shape, or form, because I was too old to join the Royal Marines, which we'll go into later, um, was to attain Green Beret, maybe as a um, uh, maybe as a reservist. So get attached, uh, get attached to a commando unit. There, I've forgotten the terminology, but there's a way to achieve one over the age of 32 um, as a reservist, right? So that was my like, I'm on that path, and then I hit the the brick wall, sort of mental health history. Uh, on my medical records, which essentially says I can contest it, but it's going to, you know, I've got 12 months to do so. Um, and it was, it was disappointing. And I think one of the biggest times that I realised I was actually quite, the, the irony is that at that time I'd realised that I was actually quite mentally well now because five years ago had I had that kind of setback, my thoughts, my, um, my, my, the way I perceive the reality would have spiralled into some kind of delusional conspiracy, worlds against me, it's never going to get any better, you know, looking over my shoulder to see, you know, what, what the situation was. But this time I just went, eh, can't get in the Royal Naval Reserves.
0: Unfortunately, Not let's do something else.
1: Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if, if you're telling me that, that's fine. I mean, I, want, I come from a naval heritage background. Um, I've got lots of sort of family and, and what have you, in various branches of, of the armed forces. And for me, at this stage in my life, when I started to feel a, a, a cloud, not a complete clear sky, but a tiny cloud of, of clarity starting to, you know, starting to appear, that it was the right thing to do. Um, so working back from there and I suppose I can sort of talk about a little bit about why that's so important to me that I thought I I really had to do it is that um, that wasn't actually the first time I applied to join the armed forces so the very first time I I applied to join the armed forces was I was probably 23 or 24 um, and I wanted to be a bootneck, wanted to wear that green hat you know that that was a very important thing to me. I was I was probably a lot fitter. Um, I uh, I went to the Avco, similar situation with the R and R, but I didn't sort of carry it as as far through as I, I would have liked because basically I was on the the beginning of a of a very serious mental breakdown following. Um, I suppose I can just say it the the in, the, the imprisonment of. Um, uh, a person who'd essentially abused me from a, from a young age, you know, we're talking sort of eight, nine years old that, that went to prison um, and I'd been sort of Stockholm Syndrome protecting this guy for the best part of,
0: you know, 12 years.
1: Um, and at that stage when I'd, I was sort of set free, but kind of then suddenly imprisoned by my own mental health, shit or weird <laughs> basically the minute I, I i sort of stepped out of the afco and started to fill in the papers looking at what i actually had left over of my life after this guy that had been i guess supporting me um, but at the same time abusing me um it it was a weird scenario and every other focus just to drugs essentially gone was me filling in those forms everything else and it just went out the window and I was just on a spiral of substance abuse partying and I told so many people so many friends and um just people I knew from from going out that that was my intention at the time to join the marines and and get to the armed forces and be this person and I never did it and so I thought bollocks I'll just make it up and I'll start to live a lie of someone who did do it. And I moved from one place to another. So I moved from one town back to a, another town that I grew up uh, in and went to school with a lot of people. And when I started to see them and meet them, the story was where I'd been for the last X and A years was in the armed forces, serving in, it depends who I spoke to at the time, serving in various different branches with, a, with an uh, everly growing sort of inconsistency of stories. Um, to really actually mask the years of of, um, captive abuse I'd suffered at the hands of of some strange guy who took me away from my mum at the age of 15. Um, That was the biggest sort of, I can remember it, but at, at the time, it was just a haze of, weaving lies and learning how to live a double life. In fact, I probably learned, already learned how to live a double life at the very early age of sort of mid-high mid school years um, through having to conceal what, what my actual home life was and reasons for not being able to do certain things, meet up with certain friends and all that, all that kind of, you know, being very convincing um, to protect this person. Uh, so already having a, a dad hand at that trade of, of deceit Um, when I needed to do it for my own personal gain, well, I say personal gain, but personal protection, really, or perceived level of personal protection, I was already quite good at it. And I became very convincing, I I believe. And I think when we spoke about this before, Chris, you you asked me about, um, you know, if I was challenged, you know, what, what would have, you know, I got very good at avoiding, Conversation, especially with with served or serving members of the armed forces, that that heard there was this new guy on the scene in certain social circles that claims to have served or you know has got these stories
0: or whatever, and it was just me making up bullshit to make friends. Um, that's it's. So I don't know. I'm just gonna say I'm. I don't. I'm not trying to challenge. Someone's tried to challenge me the other day. And I was like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But no, I just want to say, you know, it's not, it's not bullshit. That's an easy throwaway line to explain some highly complex childhood trauma and the resultant um, symptoms. And I'm not trying to pretend I'm a fucking psychologist or something. I'm saying it because you have nothing to, to um, so many words missing in my head today but n- nothing to feel bad about Ben. in fact you it, you should be incredibly proud that you've come to enlighten all of us today many of of the people listening will have wondered why do people um do the stolen valor thing or they why do they why why are there water mitties in the world and Many of us have known it's it's quite often uh, a symptom of a very damaged mind, or at least a delusional mind. Yeah. So um, I, I think, can we go back to your childhood and come from there? Yeah, sure. Because sure. I, I'd like to see how it, how it develops, how as your mind is getting more and more, destroyed by this this man yeah how your alter ego person the, the the big tarzan that you want to be is is splitting in your mind to try to help you deal with this hyster- well, yeah yeah. i mean that that's a great point
1: and and i think from from when we spoke last and i first explained this to you you know granted you didn't really have that much of an idea of, of the story i was going to tell you and um, and I, when I sort of flat out explained it to you in, in, a, in, in short terms, what I was doing was creating a protection, uh, a, a protectional, protectional, a defensive shield against when I, if I see this person again, if I can't actually be the 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 sort of the, the green lid wearing tough guy that I'd I'd known from from my previous life and meeting various service people throughout my life. Um, should I pretend to be that person to such a degree that I could handle myself and what I perceived you know you you chaps uh, to in, in a way that you would be able to do it so i mean going going back to uh, i suppose i 'm looking at my my life and my um, my mind from the with the mind of an adult trying to understand the mind of a child' it 's not supposed the easiest task but i 'll give it a crack i mean um, sort of single single parent family um, father figure around, but not, you know, engaged in a new relationship and new children and all this kind of stuff. So the sort of separation from paternal
0: figure was, was very apparent at an early age. Um, so you're, you're experiencing a, rejection at a very
1: did, young age? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, rejection, it, it, it seems a bit unfair to say that, but I guess essentially that's what it might be, right? So, yeah, I, paternal, I, 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 paternal rejection and and paternal replacement, in a way. Um, so I was I grew up in the West Country in a, in a sort of small small fishing town, and I was the the sort of the the lonely kid, always running around with a with a sort of an art. You know, I was watching um, Arnold Schwarzenegger films and stuff like that when I was sort of six or seven. You know, this was older cousins and sort of had that tough guy mentality in my back of my mind anyway of of what I consider to be the the apex creation of of how men uh, as men should be Um, with no real I guess at the time uh, paternal father figure to take direct influence from and single mum struggling and all this kind of stuff uh, turned out to be the best target for someone who moved into the, the local area that just happened to be that way inclined and and took a fancy to, to young kids. So um, this uh, this chap and his, he actually had a son who's still around, I guess. Um, you know, got 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 into contact into the the family, as in me, my mother, and my sister, um, and sort of took over that role as the paternal figure, and, and sort of identified the the need, if you like, um, of what a, a child or a young boy with those kind of like. Sort of parts missing in their life, and needed and provided, and eventually uprooted us and moved us to another town to um, to Poole, actually Dorset. So, so uh, yeah, and then when that when I was a physically away, you know, the, the 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 sort of more the abuse started basically, both physical and sexual and mental and every, every which way you can imagine. Um, whilst I was going through a journey of starting high school. So my mind is now sort of focusing on my, uh, my my work and my social life and being a new guy all the time. So being moved around from school to school to place to place. Being a new guy, which was probably, uh, again, somewhat of a, uh, a decent training in creating an alter ego an alter character because you, if you start, and I don't know what it's like with, with yourself, when you start in a new group of people, you can pretty much tell them whoever whatever you want and they have no choice other to believe you unless they've got evidence to suggest otherwise so that as a practice sort of happening from an early age and and, um, having a reason to do so through fear fear of um being outed or being seen as uh, being told actually by you know by the abusive person that everything that you're doing will be and and can be seen as disgusting by your your new peers that you're trying to befriend so if you do if you don't do this you will be punished in this way so using public shame public humiliation as a a tool of control um, to adapt my behavior to, to put me in different directions and and so on and so forth. So, so actually, forcing me to learn this craft of deception and, um, and impersonation and, and creating. So, it, it, it's not as if I was um, any choice or, or anything of that matter. Really, it was all kind of decided for me in a in a in a strange and peculiar I mean, you're, way.
0: You you're a child. Children don't. Yeah, children don't have, you know. This is what, yeah, and it's 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 it's
1: tragic, and even to because I've now obviously as as an adult I identify how how malleable child's minds are, and how they can be impressed upon by their by their peers, by their parents, by their sort of older siblings, or, or anyone with sort of an intellectual or cognitive advantage you know, you see it, you see it with certain parents and you can you can spot the traits that they're impre- that they're sort of um impressing upon not that you should do anything about because it, it's not your place to unless there's a you know um uh, an obvious crime or sometimes not so sort of obvious crime being committed, but you know, you, you, you just have an over overwhelming sense of, of okay, uh, I see that pattern emerging because people are, you know, we haven't changed that much in terms of how we behave over the last sort of, twenty years at least. Um so, so, so yeah, I mean, in, in terms of how my mind has developed and I mean, at, at the time would I have said, you know, I'm developing into a sort of, um, a susceptible to psychosis however, however the term is, um, I, I wouldn't have had a clue. I wouldn't even know what that meant, but yeah, that, that's essentially where I suppose my, um, my skill or, uh, lack of skill of, of, um, impersonation or um, creating a delusional reality to admit towards others. At the same time, still understanding that I am me and I'm not these
0: things, but I have to pretend to be them. And so, you know,
1: that's
0: Ben, I don't, I'm sorry, I, 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 I don't, I'm not purposely just interrupting you. It's I don't want to just leap forward as if all of this is insignificant and, oh, well... It, 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 people watching who are not familiar with how the mind works and 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 are just going to miss everything that's going on i i get you because i've studied yeah you know I've, i'm a quality fully qualified youth worker and i've studied social work at master's degree level right um people watching and i don't you you're going to get people go oh yeah we still shouldn't have done that, and it's you just always going. Well, to get they're there. right. They're,
1: they're right in a way because if I'd have had the support or reached out to the support at the right time to to the authorities or to, to mental health workers, whatever, had I have had the 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 um, the ease of access to these kind of things, I shouldn't have done it. I should have done it the right way. And maybe this is the right. You know, if these kind of people are potentially saying, "Oh, you should have done it this way," be the person that spots those signs in other people and advise them that there is a better way rather than take the time to chastise or to, to mock. That's probably the way that I would look at it.
0: Yeah. Well it, to go back go to, to to that little boy, you know, you said eight, eight years old, she've got a child, he's missing the most significant person in his life, which is for a boy, that's his father. Sorry, mothers, but yeah. it, it not not always in a single mother family, it's the mother, obviously, but in a yeah in your nuclear family, it, it's the father, the boy's condition to look up to him, to every boy loves their daddy, even if the daddy's doing that to him, they still love their daddy, right? Your daddy's gone. He's saying, Oh, new girlfriend now, busy, busy. Yeah, and fine, you're being very gracious, Ben, but how in your childhood mind, how does the brain receive receives it as rejection, right? It receives it as, I'm not good enough for that man who's the most important person in my life. So already there's incredible psychological damage is, is, and, um, has been done to you, a.k.a. T- trauma, right? Yeah. As you're going through these schools, and I, I know, in, including my my nursery school, I think I went to six schools. So I had yeah. that. I had the whole thing. You go there, you're the new boy. You know, it's again, it's if you don't fight, you're going to get bullied. D- done it all, right? Um, As a lot of
1: people have. We, we, you and I would not be unique in those circumstances at all.
0: It's From, it, a, uh, from a young age, Ben, your defence mechanism to protect yourself from this further... Uh, well, sorry, let's just move over. You've got someone who should be also be a significant adult in your life. Um I'm not won't say who this person is, but they, they've they come in mm. and they have seen this void in you and they've stepped into it. And they filled yep. this they filled this gap, but they filled it with um that they're, they're abusing that position to manip- to manipulate you for Fa- fav- favors right they're abusing you yeah and 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 it go, you know it, it doesn't just stop
1: with the the sort of the abuse and everything else it, it, you know as time went on I'm literally providing a living for this person as well so you know I'm I, I've been I've been sort of brainwashed if you like from the kind of you know you've got them as you said a missing part in your life to so now I'm this, you know, this person, I'm sort of playing their, their role, you know, I am now this person to you, you should be grateful, you didn't have this before, um, and that now you have, and uh, I mean, it. in my case, it was a kind of, you know, there was all stories made up of, you know, your, your real paternal figure actually no, doesn't want you, and enforcing that even further to a, to a stronger degree, um, to to increase the levels of control so yeah absolutely exploiting the void and 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 using that to 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 manipulate me and into doing whatever was required Um, and and at an age where you know you're so young you don't know that that there, there is a right or wrong if there is a um, you know, should I be doing this? You know, all you care about is more or less your own happiness and, and the happiness of the people that you are in direct contact with every day that you would consider your family or sort of extended family. You know, so I, I, I suppose throughout through uh, um, a sense of you know, I, I never lost my sense of like caring or compassion because I'm naturally quite a, a caring person. You know, believe it or not, with um, with what I've told you about how I've lived later in my life. Um, yeah, n- naturally quite a caring person wanted to give people that seemed like they had a genuine need exactly what they needed or exactly what they wanted, um, often without a selfish cause. So, again, having that kind of personality being a, uh, a great target, if you like, um, and a, a perfect sort of platform for someone to exercise that, that, kind, of, uh, that kind of personality that
0: they have upon and you're getting into these situations in in new new scenarios and w- w- would you say that that this being quick with the lie is it's a protection mechanism absolutely so what uh, as as a as a, a young child or or as an
1: adult it's probably had the same kind of, uh, of effect so um being able to quickly come up on the spot with a with a uh, with an excuse, with a reason, with a with a, a talk around or a story, um, definitely trying to protect either myself from exposing the truth about what what you know what I was when I was younger and what my situation was, um, and in in the future trying to make my you know as I got older trying to protect myself from from exposing the the torrid details of my past. To, to people who perceivably had very normal lives, and now I was trying to bond with them as people, so creating a story of of um, of, of who I was to, to to show them, you know, that I'm, I I fit in with them. So definitely a sort of chameleonist um, way of thinking about about how I adapt around other people. And again, it all depends on uh, who I'm around as to how I would adapt around them. Um, which we all do to some level but when you're doing it with a with a complete bullshit backstory essentially um you
0: you've got to be able to think on your feet pretty quickly so yeah so yeah it's just a misleading word though ben it's not you're you're delusional. That's not bullshit to you. Yeah, it's very, well, I, very. I
1: was the, was delusional. I wouldn't consider myself still to be delusional now. I think I think I'm far from delusional. But um, but yeah, absolutely more more delusion. And, and
0: uh, the the point I'm yeah, getting at, at is you, you you didn't wake up one day. And, do you know what? I'm going to go and tell the whole world I was a Royal Marines parachute submarine commando, and I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to try and get some money off some old women. And and no. In your mind, you were a commando. Yeah, right. In your mind, yeah, this slow thing of yeah, I was in the Marines, you know. Yeah, yeah, I was at uh, the forty eighth regiment. You know, I I can see it happening, and before long, I bet you just believed
1: it. Yeah, I mean, I did my research. I, I, I was so because I was so interested in joining in the in the initial stages, and genuinely thought that this would be the way that I, I wanted to go in my life. And had I have somehow got got my my application done and got through the screening, no doubt, and probably you'll be the first person to tell me that with that kind of fractured personality, you know, would I have lasted five minutes in Limpston?
0: Mate, you you you've got the king's badge. <laughs> do, do we look normal? <laughs> Sorry if I well, we gave you that impression.
1: Yeah, but it, it it's um, you know it, it it seems like it would have been maybe not the right choice in retrospect. Uh, although I still you know if if, if they suddenly up the age, I'd be I'd be down on the beach running between between the piers to get my time back up. Don't you know? And, and trying g- to go into every shrink around, just try and give give me a clean bill of health. But fortunately, being 36, it's um it's it's now not allowed. Um, but but yeah, it's it's in my head. I was I was that I was a raw marine. I was a secret army soldier, as Ross Ross Kemp said on uh, on on what was that show? Um,
0: extras, oh, extras,
1: ex- you know. Ricky Gervais, loved, extras. What, One of the best scenes ever. You know, you do know what SAS stands for, don't you? Secret Army Soldiers. Brilliant. Um, You know, I was that guy in my mind. And without any sort of delusion of, you know, I'm this person, am I on a mission? Do I have to assassinate anyone or anything like this? No. It was purely I'm going to stay alive and I'm going to model my my self-preservation on what I perceive to be the most indestructible people I could have ever imagined. When I used to, you know, ironically enough, this, this bloke did, did offer me into certain situations that were quite good. So I, I got to go skydiving when I was 16. I was jumping out of Cessnas and, and uh, caravans and stuff when I was 16 years old um, with uh, sort of forged rental permission from this bloke. Um, but there was always a price to pay. So if I ever had any reward or any, any nice, that you know, I, I worked for that either prior and following. So, you know, I, I, was, I was around the Red Devils, jumping out of planes at the same time with them while they were filming a series of Hollyoaks and their little red twin engine islanders. I was doing all that when I was quite young. So I was exposed to, to people like yourself and, and people from uh, the Parachute Regiment.
0: No what doubt people you, were... What, what did you think then when you see, you know, you're seeing these guys from the regiment? they're chucking them, you know, they're, they've all got the bravado and the camaraderie, the, they're all muscly, you know, six foot and full of muscles and moustaches. And what what? <laughs> how did that affect what, you, do you think? I,
1: I think at the time it was more like these look like the type of people that don't fear anything. And I'm scared and I don't want to be. So if I model myself on these people... I have no reason to be scared, and I can make the moves that, at the time, maybe internally I knew I needed to make. I.e., you know, go to the police, go to this, you know, go to whoever just to get help and get out of the situation I was in. Um, that I would have the courage and strength to do, it. even though I was chucking myself out of planes and, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and, and potentially being around those people when I was when I was doing a bit of parachuting and, and skydiving and stuff, and and that would have been the the area that I would have liked to have have, have modelled myself around eventually, you know, ended up as. Um, So why not, you know, fake it until you make it kind of of way? Granted, I'd never make it, but faking it, would it, as you said, would it have made any difference? That's who I
0: was or or who I was trying to be in my mind.
1: Mm.
0: And so what sort of things would you... Well, how did it start off? I mean, there must have been a first person that you said, oh, it's yeah, i difficult.
1: I'll... Yeah, uh, uh,
0: great question. And it, uh, I think it's...
1: I think it might have been a really good friend of mine at the time that was really, probably one of the closest to me um, at the time. And, uh, but, but basically, this guy uh, who was sort of... Uh, uh, and I'm now an adult. Um there was a business and I was doing all the, the donkey work and this guy was sitting counting the coins and um he essentially got arrested and taken to prison, right? For uh his one of his actual sons coming
0: forward and saying, This guy is he's Pedophile, essentially. Anyone ben, ben to avoid confusion, can you tell us what this money making thing was? Because it's oh it was just it was just a business. It was just a repair business, fixing things. Okay. Um and I
1: was out doing the work and this guy was, you know, doing the 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 back office stuff. So sorry for the confusion on that one. So when he when he got um so I'd never actually had a job before. So this this was, you know, I I was told that you know I couldn't work for anyone. It's like being I suppose very similar to how you perceive people that are in cults, like religious cults. They're told that they can't, you know, you can't see the outside world, you can't, you know, you always have to work within the family, in, you know, or, or work for the community, the, communi- the, the close sort of cult community. But there was only like two people, a cult leader and a cult follower. And that, that's, that was me and, and this, this, gen- this, this, this guy. And um, so anyway, so he got, he got dragged off to prison, um, uh, and I actually end up trying to. This is how sort of screwed up I was in sort of, I guess, like Stockholm syndrome kind of way. So I was protecting him in, in 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 a police interview, actually, saying that this was not like this. Is how screwed up I was in my mind. And um, my friend, uh, he, uh, uh, he he sort of said, you know, what are you going to do now? And I said, well, I've been thinking about joining the Royal Marines. And instead of saying that, what I actually said. Is I'm gonna rejoin the Marines. And the minute I said that, I went, What did I just say? And I just instantly started to create the story. And then, and then he was like, Because I only met this guy, say, so three years before, two years before. So it was plausible that I could have gone in and, you know, 16 or 17. And there would have been enough time for me to serve, come out, and then he would have, he would have, um, I would have met him afterwards. So without him knowing that the entire backstory just started to tell him, just started to go, yeah, I was in this. And, you know, he had no idea. I don't think he, he sort of knew anything about how, how it worked. And I was then researching to sort of make my story up to impress this guy. And then, you know, because he, he wouldn't have known about my, my personal situation, my life situation. So I had to create a backstory for him. Um, and that was it then it just sort of spirals you know we go out we have a drink and he sort of introduced me to someone new and then I sort of yeah hi, this guy used to do this and and then I you know and all at the time i was sort of building up this story and then building up my own protection not really thinking about well it's, it's yeah it's, it's two things it's building up a story to to hide my past and also building myself up as a, as a person now I'm on my own and i don't have anyone to sort of handle or control me kind of thing so,
0: so that's kind of where it started does that make sense
1: does that give an explanation
0: mate i was a walter mitty when i was about seven years old right after watching saturday morning telly which was our our little treat. we only really watched tv you know as just just the kids was saturday morning and uh I'd go off down the road, I'd have my tracky top on, and I'd un- undo the zip, like, you know, to show my seven-year-old chest, and I'd take my, my lasso, so I had a, a, a rope that had a, las- you know, a lasso on the end. And i take myself off down the river to lasso things, and, um, mate, I was Tarzan. In my mind, I was Tarzan, you know. He's well, yeah, he, at the very least, he was my hero, you know. Um, yeah, the only difference between my story and yours is I didn't tell anyone I was Tarzan, I was just Tarzan in my mind, and uh, as such, yeah. I, I I didn't get in trouble from all the other Tarzans, uh, <laughs> no, absolutely. The and Tarzan, well, I guess you didn't, you, you didn't have a reason to
1: do club. You did you didn't have a you didn't have a reason to. You know, you had no reason to tell it you had no reason to tell anyone that you were Tarzan when you were seven, you know?
0: Sorry, Hank um, explain how you mean, because I, I, I think I kind of had every reason, but go on. <laughs> but uh, but what I'm saying is like, you
1: know, you, it's a bit different doing it as a child and then and then when you're an adult making up a completely different story, a fictitious story. So no, you now the point it, I'm it's trying a, to... it's a good
0: the point I'm trying to get to, Ben, is I was probably escaping something, you know. Yeah, I was probably. Right. I, yeah, I see where you're coming from. I misunderstood. Know? No, no, no. It's it, it it's fine. I'm. I'm um, and so, uh, yeah. So there you are. You're creating this scenario. Now you're getting deeper and deeper into it. And as yeah. I, and I'm, I, sorry. I know I've gone back to it again, but you're. You're believing in the end that you are in the forces, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Yeah. it's... I mean, I'm not walking around in uniform, as we
1: said before. I'm not wearing. You know, I'm not, I've not gone to the army surplus store. You know, I've not sort of uh, used any anything to to get anything else other than maybe uh, you know a, a reason to talk to a girl at a party or a girl at a nightclub or something like that. Maybe once or twice. You know, maybe more, Maybe more than that. Um, but it, it was purely a build a character survivor
0: scenario situation. And how in long my did mind. how long did it go on for? Oh
1: well, my life started to get quite interesting. Um, so I worked very you know, started my first ever job at the age of I guess 24. Mm. So proper job, actually employed. Um and even then, you know, I was around uh even worked with people who who received the George Cross, if you believe, they're real, genuine sort of uh war heroes. And um and it must have gone on for a good few years, and then the, you know, that was the time the drugs hit. So I was I was then partying and and you know, taking the legal highs, which I think was the, the thing that really gripped me. Um which, which you know, essentially became illegal, thank God. Otherwise, that would have really spiralled, you know, to, a, to maybe a fatal point, you know. Um, and that went on for a good few years uh, until eventually I moved away to Sweden. So I went and lived abroad and I was working, uh, uh, I was working at a... Uh, well, the largest social media company in the world, put it that way. That's where I was working
0: social media company in the world is what why are you seeing i was working at a contractor of facebook okay so i was
1: you know, so i was sort of a you know in a in a quite a su- substantial environment around during a, during a very sort of sensitive time to be working at a social media company um during the sort of brexit and the, the, the trump vote and all that kind of stuff that was going on and um and I was around no one that, it doesn't matter if I was, a, you know, if I actually it probably would have been a massive disadvantage to be a member of the, the armed forces working around the people that I was because, you know, they were not that way politically inclined, for example, to, to care about, you know, anything like that. And so there was no reason for me to do that. And I think I, I started to talk to you about, uh, on our first or well, last call, about, um, about one of the, the sort of moments of clarity that I had not just from this whole sort of Walter Mitty existence and dream world delusion, um, but really just in mental health in general, I think it was a, it was a trip to to the Netherlands I had, um, which would have been about 2017. Mm. And, uh, uh, in, in, in the Netherlands, I'm not sure if you're aware, that you can sort of legally walk into some shops and purchase some, some truffles of a magic variety and, and one can, if, if one is so, so that way inclined, consume them um, without any sort of fearful uh, repercussions from the law. And I, and I, um, I did. And I, I experienced my own delusion like it was a separate part of me. And not only just a separate part of me, but a very insignificant separate part of me. So a very detaching situation of, of hang on, you know, not only is that not real, but it doesn't matter that that's not real. And it doesn't matter that I need to think about that ever being real because I'm not worried about anything to do with my past, which has stuck. That, as you can probably see, the way I openly talk about some of the quiet close details of, of, my, of my own past. That feeling has kind of remained, you know, long, long gone are the chemicals coursing, or the, 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 um, the molecules coursing through my body from that experience. But the feeling and the thoughts and, the, and the, um, the, the lack of fear still remains to this day. And I don't think, well, you know, there'll ever be a... You know, the fact that I can talk to yourself, Chris, and, and be open and honest with you and knowing that there's plenty of people that will watch watch this and go, an idiot. And not really care because if one thing I say can help another person then that's valuable. Um, it's quite a testament to to my journey and where I've ended up in terms of mental health.
0: Mate, my subs are like me. They'll, they'll just be full of praise for you, mate, being so open, honest and being able to talk about your you know what's obviously a horrendous history of abuse and what what it what it then put you through. And as I'm always saying saying about myself, we don't choose these things. I know to the outside person, they see the physical act like the drug taking or in your case, you know, being a Walter Mitty character, they see that and, and they think, Oh, this person's got choice. They're choosing. They don't they don't understand that's not That's not how our mental health works. Um, yeah. You don't have a choice in it, you know? My situation, I ended up in Hong Kong trying to crawl across a wire between two skyscrapers. It's a flimsy wire. What wire? I was actually carrying a water pipe between the roof of my building and the, the building opposite on the Jaffe Road in Hong Kong. I was so unwell. I, I thought my commando training... Had trained me for this moment when I had to shin across this cable, and it's seven. It's the top floor of a not so much a skyscraper, but a, one of those big old yeah. te, ten, tenement buildings that Hong Kong's famous for. And um, yeah, I I was that ill, and I started to do it before I had a moment. What what you would describe as a, what you've experienced, I had a moment of clarity where I was just suddenly, what the fuck am I? doing right but here's the thing like i was chronically mentally unwell i could have spiraled to my death Ben. you know my family would have just heard that i was a loser druggy in hong kong and i committed suicide and that was not true you know no n- yeah that- i still have my self respect and everything right i was just very unwell right and so my point is does that Does that look like I chose that really you know did I choose that? no of course, and this is why I, I've been a bit like this in this this podcast and I, 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 I apologize to you Ben, but I'm not apologizing to our viewers because it's important that we don't blame ourselves for mental health and say, well, I could have done this and I could have done that or I should. That, that's not how it works. In- uh, absolutely. And, and part of the reason
1: that I, I, I believe that, that mental health recovery does take a while is the sense of blame that people, as you quite rightly identified, rest upon themselves. The, the, the pressure that people put upon themselves looking for a reason, looking for a, looking for, um, a way that they can reprimand their own character. You know, the, the, the point of which they can identify their own devil the point of which they can say that was, that was what I did wrong it doesn't matter mm. it, it genuinely doesn't matter and, and what does matter is, you, is, is, is that we identify that it doesn't matter it's, just, it's literally the easiest thing I listened to you talk a while ago about, about being in, mentally and where you are about how you're in paradise or, or a version thereof And that's, that's really powerful in the way that, uh, especially how I see my own life is I, if I just think maybe not sort of ignorantly, but you know, my problems are not here. My experiences are not around anymore. My suffering is only as bad as I want to make it to be. I don't want to suffer. Okay. I'm not, you know, am I feeling guilt for something? I can't change it. I can't, I can't. Untell—I well, suppose in a way I am untelling all those people the, the, the real story about you know my life, but you know I can't go back and and unsay those things, and I shouldn't put on my uh, any pressure on myself to do so. And I think the pressure that that we perceive we should put on ourselves to get better or to to to, to put the finger of blame on on the origin of mental health—it's irrelevant.
0: Sorry, Ben. I'm my little boy's just, just said shouting out some really random stuff right at the most inappropriate <coughs> moment in the podcast. I um, didn't
1: hear him, so so no. But my microphone's
0: fine. so sensitive; it's probably probably picked up all, picked all all, all all probably picked all that up. Yes, and. It's also, you know, we're talking several different things here as well, aren't we? We're talking um, that you've been through a hell of a lot, that you were still going through a lot when you were going through this impersonation business. But we're also talking about, like, you only pretended to be somewhere now. That in itself... I, I, what I'm saying is, I'm more concerned about your mental health, and that I feel for what you've been through. The yeah, fact that you wanted to pretend to be a soldier means absolutely nothing to me. You, you irritation right. is the greatest form of flattery, as they say. So but maybe, that, maybe that should play a part. Well, you're not imitating me, mate, because I left the yeah. forces 25 years ago, and uh, the, the only reason I remembered that I, you know. My experience is really because Facebook came around. and People started saying, "Hi, Chris. Do you remember we were at you know we were in Norway?" And I was like, "Bloody hell, yeah! I was in the Marines, wasn't I?" Seriously, it was okay. I'm being a bit loose with the the, the narrative, but it it, that wasn't far off, mate. I didn't. I saw one Marine in 15 years, and I I live in a military town. I saw one guy that I used to work with. Tony, if you're watching, hello, mate, um, actually came up to me in a bar to give me some really bad news about a, a, another friend of ours. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is like my identity isn't in something I did when I was 18. That, that, yeah. that to me, that would be like a bit weird. If, if someone and, and, does... and the
1: same thing, I, d- I don't identify as someone who has formerly, you know, lived the life I have. I identify as who I am now and yeah. you know that that's that's pretty much it so
0: I identify as so. the universe mate it makes just makes it all simple just do you know what I mean it makes that it mean
1: less that? it makes it you got a good point and and you know the the sort of uh, shit, that the shit. mysticism too. <laughs> the, the mysticism aspect of it was actually a good part of my recovery when um when I started to sort of come a bit clearer from from my delusion and my my sort of mental my, my mental illness at the time to read up about things like the 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 singularity, God mind, you know, we are all each other, looking from a centralized point on on an infinitely complex plane of, of variety. That's quite reassuring when you've just come out of a massive psychosis to know that actually maybe it's all just a a game, a simulation, a, a you know a projection. Because if it felt that bad when you were going through the things that were that extreme, whether they be war, whether they be um, personal situations, whether, whether it could be anything, to know that it might either be not, not be real or that it might never have happened or anything like that, that feeling, just that potential is very reassuring. And I think it's probably the fundamental basis for all things like religion. So you know, yeah. definitely understand the oneness universe thing. It's a very nice way to... Whether it's true or not, it doesn't make any difference. Like in the way I, I, I was pretending to be someone that I wasn't. It doesn't make any difference. I was becoming a stronger, more grown-up person to potentially deal with a very nasty situation. Should I, Should that happen? Um, so it's it's a great way to understand where you are in the world. And, and yeah, absolutely. Identifying as a universe, identifying as a tree squirrel it
0: doesn't make any difference. If If, yeah. if it brings you in a piece, then do it. Well, it's so great you've realized this at a much younger age than me. I had, you know, it's been a real journey for me to, just to just to keep kind of working it out. I've probably done it really slowly, but at least, I mean, give me credit, I got there because I think 99, literally 99.999% of people are still in the matrix, right? Um, yeah, uh, and let them have their fun, you know. Yeah. Let let the people let the people that have had the
1: plugs pulled out the back of their heads have a little joke about it together amongst themselves, and and, and not look down or, or or think of anyone as being asleep. Or you know, p- people people are happy in what they do.
0: Yeah, it's it, oh, hey for anyone listening, right? I I don't look down on any, anyone. In fact, I'm going to tell you a little story. But it, um, no, no. My point is is. I just wish people could be where I am Ben seriously not to be me or well I me. Mean, you don't want this face that's 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 a given right no yeah. but I'm being serious to understand how to just let it all go and chill the fuck out and genuinely yeah. I don't mean like you know like a spliff and hey man and veg out on the sofa no I mean how to get to uh, that, that's particularly not very good for anyone who's got mental health <laughs> and issues it, and I'll it's be so, honest with you. and that is so far from spiritual ironically um yeah but no i i i just the 99.9% is it just it's such a shame that it's only you're only just a little switch away from understanding something that is is inherently really simple simple diet yeah. simple thinking sim- Bit simple exercise. Yeah, um, it's it,
1: mindfulness and understand. You know, being present and you know. Be, I tell you a good a good practice to start that I that I found out from an ex girlfriend was mine was. B- don't be the person that takes a picture at a concert. Just just try that. Just try it as a or a concert or a show or anything where all you see is a screen. Uh, you know, I went to a, a Black Sabbath concert. Right, right, and it was probably about. Uh, 20 odd thousand people in this, this uh, arena and when you look towards Ozzy on the, on, the, on the stage all you see is everyone's phone screen and a tiny little picture of Ozzy on their screen as he's jumping around if you are not the person that's doing that you take the moment to identify the bizarre situation that you're in and whether you, you think it's a nice thing or you know, you're uncomfortable whatever, it doesn't matter to be the observer to be the conscious, momentary observer of any moment um, is quite special because yes, you can take a picture, you can do all this, but that that practice of of resisting the the, the temptation to record and and just to just to acknowledge will become contagious to the point where you'll go somewhere. I'm I'm a, a motorbike, right? So I love that's my thing, right? That's my new drug. It's it's two wheels and, and petrol. That's that's whatever I, I, I've, I've used to have in forms of addiction. That's that's where it is you're not you're not um, drinking it
0: here you? sorry you're not drinking not well. it well
1: it got so cheap really lately sorry that um, that it might have been uh, might have been better off but no it's it's that is that is it right so my, my new passion is this and the ability to be completely in the moment which is such quite an un- overused phrase right but it is true being being in the moment and present opens up the doors for everything else in terms of the awareness of who we are, what we are, where we're going, where we've been, and, and ultimately where it's going to end up. You know, those initial thoughts of a, of a greater picture, which is part, arguably, of, of, um, of this awakening, That I think, uh, I think it's more than 0.1% of people are awake, if I'm absolutely honest, to, to, to some degree. I think it's, there's a lot of, like in, I think it's in Hinduism, it's referred to as the Bodhisattva, so he who is awake, or the, the Buddha that, that that doesn't show his his face or her face and walks that walks amongst other people, you couldn't point your finger at them and go, that person with dreadlocks, he's awake, mm-hmm. or that person sitting on a, on a on a rug on the beach, but that person playing squash in in the squash court, or that person on a podcast or whatever, you you wouldn't know, but but they are an awakened individual. Mm-hmm. I think there's a much larger percentage. You just never, you'll never identify the other percentage. But it's a comforting feeling to know that if you are like like I can probably tell from speaking to you and watching your videos that you're, you're definitely an awakened
0: and switched when we're on saying, to the When we're saying awake, awake, awakened, though, to me, awakened and enlightened are two almost completely different things. Awake, I, think so, you have to be to, I think you have to be one to achieve the other. Yes. I don't think yes. you can be enlightened to sleep. I and don't I think you're mutually exclusive. And I think some people just maybe are naturally kind of enlightened from, if you think about it, if you, sh- you should have an upbringing that that enlightens that you. Do you know, you should have parents that are a- awake enough to enlighten you as a child. So you don't have to go through the drug thing or the psychosis thing or the, you know, to have no. some extreme tragedy that, that, to a, you... to
1: a degree that's true but maybe the path of enlightenment would have only come through struggle because otherwise you wouldn't you know that's be... not fair <laughs> that's Stop hard to always... yeah no 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 one wants that let's make it let's let's in, instant enlightenment for all you know
0: <laughs> no and, and then you... i think you're right yeah the path to enlightenment is struggle that that's that is probably what it is yeah
1: absolutely it's 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 the you know and and to go off on a tangent and maybe this is me striking up another sort of guru character of of, of mine but the, the duality of existence is plain and simple the sun goes up sun goes down the tide goes in the tide goes out you go through shit you go through bliss
0: yeah that's it because
1: uh, if otherwise, if you, don't, if you don't know that one exists, you'll never know that the other does.
0: Mm. If you don't
1: experience complete insanity, you'll never be able to reap the wards of, of, of complete clarity.
0: Very profound, mate. <laughs> Great. Great. I'll yeah, tell, you my, so... tell you my little Walter Mitty story then. Go on then. We'll be careful what I say here, but um, yeah, I was on a night out And uh, a big group of friends I used to go out with, we used to go and smash it every weekend. It was was pretty mad. (laughs) Not always good, but pretty mad. Anyway, one night, there's a guy in a pub, right? And I'd not met this guy before. But when we left the the boozer to go back to wherever the party was, he hopped in my cab or I hopped in his cab. and. I turned around and said, "Hello, mate. I'm Chris," and he went, "John, Chris, ex-marine." And I, I hate to say this, but I, you just know, I just knew instantly this guy's, he, he's not, you know, and um, and then a, like, a couple of weekends later, we're at this this party, and he's pulling his shirt down, and he's going, "Yeah, that one there, that's." Uh, yeah, that was Kosovo. Took one for the team, sort of thing, right? And I, obviously, I, I could have pointed out that you get a seven point six two in your back. It don't just leave a little hole. It was going to blow your chest out, right? And, um, but no, nah, I just didn't say it. I didn't. I, I I felt for the guy, you know. I just felt I I. I I could see he was desperately missing something in his life, right? I, you could see it, and um, yeah, I just felt for him a bit, really. So,
1: absolutely, and you know, maybe that point that that part of you that identifies that with people at that time is um, is a way of demonstrating maybe you were bound for this, what you consider to be a bit of an enlightenment or an awakening, enlightenment, whatever you want to, however you want to phrase it, a long time ago. You said you said just now about how you, you've you taken so long to, or, or in comparison to what you perceive me to be um, coming around to this and, and understanding the spiritual side of stuff to be to be quite soon. But actually, even back then, you, you had a, a deeper sense of empathy. I think empathy is essentially where, where this all comes from because you've got to be slightly empathic to someone else to go how can I lie to this person to make them think that I'm someone I'm not to protect myself or to pre- prevent them from knowing more you have to instantly identify and understand how that person receives or, or what what way of communicating them will will either avoid conflict or we'll will get you the result that you want you know that there's a level of that which you already must have
0: yeah, I think as well when you when you when you learn from such a young age that life ain't fair, you you ask a lot of questions. You have more questions that need answering. Why? Why yeah. has it been like? Why? You know why? Why do I feel different? Or you know why? And 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 that's the why, isn't it? And that's where the experimentation comes in, and it's not just drugs it, it's everything you know I wanted to throw myself out of airplanes I wanted to fly airplanes I wanted to go and fish for piranhas I wanted to be Tarzan I wanted to dive off the cliff in Acapulco like Elvis did in that mo- movie when I was a kid you know I want to eat everything I you know I've had a role a, I've had a rule since I was about nine years old that I I have to eat everything and I have to enjoy it. I think I've managed that. But no, so all those things i said, all all those activities, I've just, you, you know, I went and did them yeah. and I've eaten everything and I still do eat <laughs> everything. But the reality of it is because, you know, I wanted to learn the answers, I guess. Um, to, fi- to find the
1: answers to a why, which is, you know, it's, it's a... It's definitely a thing all of us have within us is is to find a why. Not only like you know why does this happen or why why doesn't this happen or why does that person do that? But why me? You know why me as an individual in this existence at all? Mm. That's probably the the you know why as an experience is this apparent and now and present. Why does it even have to be here? That's probably quite a big, quite a big why. Um, and we probably all have that. Well, I'd be surprised if we don't all have that instinctually, instinctually built into us as children or as young adults or as babies, whatever. You know, why? You know, the, the universal sense of amazement, um, the universal question, whether it's relevant or not, we all want to ask it. You know, we all want to find purpose. And I think maybe as you get a bit older, definitely if you've experienced trauma, I would say, you know, the why me. Why me? Why have I had to go through this? Why have I had to endure this? It's, it's, it's tempting to either go that way or to the more esoteric way, the more kind of why is this existence so beautiful? Why do I see the trees outside my window moving and, and, and understand that you know, it's all part of a, a massive universal mechanism? Mm. It, it depends which way you want to go with it. The why me or the why everything.
0: Yeah, I guess another. you made a good point there. If you haven't known sort of hardship, it's like a rebound effect, isn't it? When you've known real hardship, then you know, actually, when I'm just sat here right here, like looking at my desk, that's actually not hard. That's not – I might be a bit bored, but that's not hardship. And actually, I, I can be grateful. Gratitude is the other thing, isn't it? I can be grateful. Absolutely. I'll sit here and I can just be grateful and I am whereas when I was younger I would have been right what's the next career move what's the next when's the next party what's the next thing that's going to you know what can I buy what can I buy yeah you know, this is yeah. this is this is what modern life does to you It puts you on this endless sort of hamster wheel of commercialism and and wanting and greed and hatred and all these stirs up all these up emotions i don't think
1: that life as a as a as an entity does that but it's definitely a cultural thing culture yeah definitely it's definitely a culture that we that we you know that we're in um but it's but it's essentially you know some people might argue why why does the 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 cat bat around the the little plastic ball on the floor all day because the owner of the cat gave it the ball Hmm. you know yeah, we, 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 we have to understand it from that point. Um, or, not, or just not care at all and, you know, have a, have a sense of we either ask the universal questions or we, we find true meaning in our life. And, and one thing, actually, on the back of what you said about suffering and struggling, this is, this is when I look at people like yourself who, who do massive endurance events and go through, you know, put themselves through, um, and even people that go to, go to war, i imagine, that put themselves in harm's way. No. they want to experience how tough things can be you know, they, they are pushing themselves towards the impossible maybe because they already have a realization of when they 're not at that boundary of absolute destruction that the other side is is paradise you know they, they want to feel the paradise even more so they push themselves towards the the, the chaos and the chaotic uh, as far as they can go maybe as a maybe as a, a Without knowing it, a sense of getting the scale of the universe, the scale of existence is—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, um, it's in, being inquisitive more than anything, I would imagine. And that—that's what—that's what impresses me about people like yourself and some of the, you know, a lot of the people you've had on your show. And, um, why probably I modelled myself around those people without knowing or without having the realization of of um of, of what i do now but subconsciously modeling after the the the, the explorers
0: mm. yeah the pioneers absolutely yeah been... you, you don't
1: you don't you don't have to get on a boat a, a starship a you know a, a plane or, or cross the antarctic to be a pioneer you can be a pioneer internally mm. you
0: know
1: you can be a pioneer against adversity. You can be a pioneer against you know, people going out and doing really kind things and helping you know, people in African countries and building schools and all this kind of stuff and curing diseases. It's all it's all a, the pioneer spirit. Mm.
0: It is, isn't it? And it's funny how just simply by watching the mainstream media, you're just killing all that spirit, you know? Do, do you know what I mean?
1: Mm, I wouldn't say killing it, but but it's it's being suppressed,
0: S- subverted. You know,
1: why, why why do you need to go out and do it yourself when you can watch someone else who's done it?
0: Mm. You know, I just mean if you, if you if you you want to seek the truth in life, and yet you watch the six o'clock news. It's unless you understand what that funk the function of that news is and you can use that information accordingly. You know, what I'm trying to say is if you believe what you're seeing on that telly, you, you, it, it's, you're putting a pair of, you're putting shackles on yourself, aren't you, you know?
1: Yeah, and it, it all depends what part of the telly you're watching or what part of the media you're watching, the blue part of the media or the red part of the media. You know, as, as the, the, the the parallel or the paradigm of our existence, as much as I, I proclaim to, to know that there's a dark and a light, a, a, an ebb and a flow and all that kind of stuff, there's also, a, you know, a far left a sort of liberal approach and a far right liberal approach, and neither of them are completely right. There's always somewhere in the middle, but we, I think we're naturally as people quite tribal, and we like to be with With one or against one, you know, if we're with with them, we're against them. You know, it's it's a team thing. I'm sure when you were doing your 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 training and the things that you've done, you were sort of red team, blue team. Even in football, you know, name me any any sport that has three teams on the pitch at any one time playing against each other. There's always a sort of a, a left and a right. And depending on the the type of media that you're watching, there's going to be one way that they're inclined to keep their side on their side, mm-hmm. don't lose any numbers to the other team, and the other way around. You know,
0: colours so, uh, are really um, colours are really important, aren't aren't they? What I mean is colours when you see them on a the telly, they're not just colours; they they're symbolic of certain things that, are, again, I don't think most people. Probably would... Yeah,
1: I, I would agree, you know, that the, the, um,
0: the way that we
1: perceive like danger, for example, naturally would be red, you know, because of, because of like the colour of blood. If you see blood, it's red. There's danger because you've been hurt or you've seen someone that's been hurt. Mm. And that, that's a kind of, you know, that's a primeval instinct and, and using that symbology and different things like that can, can change people's emotions. I mean, that's a classic film tactic, you know. So, but, but the colours themselves, in terms of any deeper esoteric, or, or I, I don't know enough about that subject. Maybe you could enlighten me.
0: Yeah, uh, that's probably a discussion for. <laughs> we'll have for it a, offline. Wow, well, it's just a discussion for another, another day, really. Um, I,
1: mean, I was yeah. I, I, I was listening to your your talk with um, with Mr. Williams, or, or Robbie, mm. and I was actually recently in Hollywood um for a for a holiday, right? I wasn't acting, even though I probably would be quite good at it with my with my parcel. Well, I have done some acting for it. Um and I did see a lot of Masonic say, symbology everywhere and, and all this kind of stuff. And you kind of, you know, you go down to Santa Monica, or Santa Monica or Dogtown as they call it, you've got a huge uh square and compass stood up on the beach and you know there's a there's there's loads everywhere, right? And you can either think to yourself, is this place, you know, is it full of symbolism or am I just tuned because of the videos I've watched on YouTube over the years to pick up on it? You know, it's it's one or the other.
0: Yeah. Like I say, it's this difficult one to talk about. I mean, you talk, you say masonry and immediately all, I'm guessing any Freemason who just goes for a pint with his mates on a Friday and you know, have, do some initiation ceremony it's like, huh, what? Yeah, yeah. We don't do it. We don't, it, it's, and it's, so it's not, you know, this there's is plenty
1: of videos out sort of well,
0: suggesting the opposite. And, well, and it's the, not, it's not, it's not just that. It's like, I have no, no doubt those, those guys, you know, they're, they're fine. I, I kind of got my own feelings about being long into secret clubs. so It's not, it's not something I could ever do just because of, where i am now in, in in the world on my journey if that makes sense yeah but i wouldn't for one minute suggest that someone who goes to a lodge mm. on a friday night is is committing you know some of this aw- awful stuff in the world absolutely but, not But but mm. it has to be said that the symbology in the music videos and the and the concerts is undoubtedly Masonic. Um, And that's my, was my question to Rob, wasn't it? Where did, why? You know, when, when you look at the, um, the performance that's going on stage, it's, I would say undoubtedly a ritual just because, like I say, if you know, the you know, things like the colors, what
1: the the you talked about an owl as well and i don't i don't know i mean i've watched a a fair amount of sort of conspiracy videos to get the idea of what's out there in terms of what how people think and part of my sort of coming to my senses understanding that you know there's a far extreme of what people think against a normality and really there is no normality and it's really down to a perception thing but you talked about the symbology of an owl and I was under a complete different impression about what that symbolic symbolo- symbology was. It was to do with, um, I can't remember its name, but it was a mythical creature or, or something along those lines. But I'd always thought, especially in this country, the symbology of the owl was to do with uh, Elizabethan or Victorian um, snitches, if you like. If there was an owl picture in a or a statue in a certain village that village would be watched by the crown that was my idea of what the owl symbology was so I thought uh, but but it was
0: quite uh, I
1: did look up what you mentioned actually
0: well it's important to understand that obviously different items can be symbolic completely innocent symbols they can be uh, well I mean symbols are esoteric by definition some are more underground than, than 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 others right but you can have one symbol means some one thing in one culture it means a completely different thing in 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 another right um the owl one comes a, a comes along as in is in, in in days gone by there was a god called moloch or a idol called molo who was who, who was an owl and it, 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 i i won't pretend like i'm that sort of fait okay with understanding it all but my understanding is there was children's sacri- children's sacrifices was done to this owl right okay that's maybe not so fascinating in itself because strange things have gone on throughout history right but then when you yeah. come forward to modern day and realised that the Republicans, uh, so all these top Washington senators and and you know politicians and, and and heads of business, they all go off to a forest every year, the Bohemian Grove, and they have a ceremony called the Cremation of Care, where they all go and. Um, I don't want to say worship because it, it, it's probably that they don't worship at all. It's just I'm sure a lot of them don't really know what they're doing. But there's this um 30-foot, maybe 40-foot stone owl in the forest, and they go and have this what what to the outside observer you could only describe as a as a like the satanic kind of ceremony that you see in these horror movies you know the the torches and the robes and 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 again this is where it all gets a bit confusing because none of that per se is satanic or whatever in itself right it could just be that this is a historic kind of thing that's been done or or that some people know what's going on but the vast majority have got no no clue but let's just take it one step again is that if you look at the uh the floor plan of washington washington dc which was a a city that is there's no doubt there that was built by masons right that's that's kind of one of the things they're most most proud of Um, in fact the is it the Washington Monument? There's there's everything about it is is very cleverly using all, all the skill of those master, master masons would, would have had. But no, the layout of the at least part of Washington is the shape of an owl. I'm not talking like accidentally. Oh, that looks a bit like. No, oh, I uh, didn't.
1: I didn't know that. Yes, I, I heard it's, one it's, about there being a key, or there was a film, wasn't there? A Nicolas Cage film, and you know, I find that all all quite interesting. I knew that. I didn't know there was an owl. Cue me as soon as
0: we get off the uh, off the call later on. I'll okay. be I'll be straight on Google Earth looking at it. One thing again, or well, two things again, then is so this owl. If you look at the back of a one dollar note. Fortunately, we got Google or whatever search engine you prefer. You you don't have to have a one dollar note to have a look at the back. There's an owl, so everyone's now googling. There's a little tiny.
1: I got I got one in my spare room from when I came back from. I think it's the one.
0: I think it's the one dollar bill. It might be one of the others, but there's there's a tiny owl on the back, and then of course you've got the pyramid with. Novo Ordo, um, basically in Latin, one world order. And the pyramid with the capstone lifted off with the all-seeing eye in the middle, which is traditionally Masonic symbolism, the eye being the the top of the pyramid is separating because the people that work the way to this level of enlightenment become like this all omnipotent being right. One thing, then again, is you've got is it is it Drake? I'm not really good on modern pop, but the guy he's always got the. I thought you're talking about Sir Francis, then? No, you no, him. I don't <laughs> think he'd have a he'd have a Masonic owl on his. He's got yeah. the, the Moloch owl, and the Moloch owl is right. is a specific type of owl. It's the one that's uh, upright. So, it's got these sticking out, pointy. Like is it is it Drake? It's one of the like a um, rich American right. jet set sort of um singers or he might be a rapper or something, right? And so this is the thing. So when I'm asking Rob about, you know, why is there all, you know who who puts the owls in the videos? I'm not just talking about some fluffy pet that you know you see in your tree and this is nothing against the owls. We love owls. We love (laughs) owls, we love um, magpies, sparrows, right? All birds, we love all birds. This is not about the owls, okay? This is about this what they symbolize, which can be a completely different thing, right? So, yeah, so that's um, that's it. So, you know, when you say red in the occult, that i don't think you have to think too hard to understand what that means it's usually combined with black oh here we go i'm a pr- prime example of how you you can um you call it confirmation bias right right and then of course you so you've got the black and the red representing the devil and then you've got is it the white and the blue represents the the light side so christ right? Right. right. And uh, yeah, it all gets. I'm. I'm just touching on the surface here, here because it probably sounds crazy enough. I'm. I'm. I'm guessing to. to I mean, think.
1: it's just it's interesting more than anything. And my my sort of like when I've been looking into this kind of stuff, especially when I was quite ill. Actually, you're looking for. You're looking for a bad guy, a bad guy that put you there. That's what you're looking for. And when I've been when I've been going down the uh, the, the, the I suppose the the fear porn uh, rabbit hole, um, looking for the you know who's running the world, who's causing this pain upon me, it's it's a, a strong sign that I'm still unwell, really, because now I feel better and I'm I'm well and healthy. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. if I'm honest but, but I, I find it interesting in the way that um, oh, some supercar manufacturer develops a new engine I'll never be able to afford one but oh isn't that great oh okay that's, that's interesting you know or I'll never, it will never come
0: directly into my life and, or affect me you, but, you say that, but at the well, time yeah you, well you say that though Ben and that, that's fine but you've got to remember some of us have children that are going to be in this world long after we're gone. And unless I'm living in some kind of like, what's the word simulation? And this is all just, you know, I've got to deal with the reality like that I'm living in. Right. And the reality is, is that 1984 is now coming. So evidently true in my lifetime, which I just never thought it would be. Right. Um the a lot of these measures that are being ushered in, you can literally see how they're taking our liberties and our freedoms away and how the people are asked, they're begging for them to be taken away in the form of thinking it's protection, right? I'm not talking about any specific things because we're we're not allowed to on on, on on YouTube. I think people can use their own initiative. And yeah, yes, I'm I'm very much like you when you don't focus on this stuff and you just go and smile at the clouds. Oh my God, is your mental health is so much better. And I do sometimes wonder if that's the way you, you, you change the world that, you know, by everyone going that way, that is the effect rather than just chasing, you know, the red pill on videos and do you know what I mean? And looking out for, for the symbolism and it's, there's a lot of it
1: around (laughs) right Um, absolutely and they're they're all little i suppose and they can be perceived as little traps little traps to get to pick your attention in the same way an advert on a on a social media feed to distract you away from doing your work or or whatever is is a little trap it's to capture your attention and and to use that attention for for whatever goal or agenda is is behind it but um, but what i'm I'm saying about how, how I sort of perceive it and this may not be the right way for everyone and most probably isn't um, to acknowledge that it's there and to acknowledge its insignificance really takes its importance out of all of our existences because the night I mean I was born in 98. And I sort of the first probably film I like can end up watching. And 1984 has always been a very significant number. We I suppose we we talked about numerology on on, a, on a, the last time we spoke, um, and you know that that's been quite sort of a, a poignant number for me. But but all of this kind of stuff is it, it it's like when you get your terms and conditions. Um, altered a, a minute's notice or without any notice at all for something you've already subscribed to. You can't do anything about it. You, can, you, you, can, you can't contest the terms and conditions. You can't change them or anything else. You can stop using that, that service. You can stop using that product because then you're not bound by the terms and conditions because the terms and conditions of living in this current situation, reality, whatever, are this you have to now have a certain app on your phone because that's what provides, you know, uh, what you get in return is, you know, you're scored on a certain financial system so you can then buy the things that you think you need to buy to replace the bits inside your, yourself that uh, are so lost from childhood trauma and neglect, shitty times at school, PTSD from being in war zones, whatever, it doesn't make a difference. If you want to play the game, you have to accept the terms and conditions every time you play. What's the alternative? Well, kind of there isn't one. There is for some people, some people who live in remote areas that can be self-sustaining and all this kind of stuff. And let's face it, none of us are going to do all that. None of us are going to take the life of, of um, solitude or bring our families up like, like we used to 200 years ago because it's bloody difficult, right? And we're all very entrapped in this financial situation. You can be uh, uh, null or, or void to the to the repercussions of it, or you can be scared and run away, and, you know. But try to rebel against it and try to change it. That ain't gonna happen at
0: all. I'm there, not, there's i not. I, I, I wouldn't be so sure. And the only reason I say that is I'm not sure. And I've been what I've been watching this for twenty years now, right? That, watching it unfold. You see, I see it like this. You got this whole. Uh, I think we uh, on YouTube. We have to call it Jive Free. I'll give you a clue. It's the the next development of, from the number four. What? They're going to Jive okay. Free. I think. Right. Okay. Uh, if I say pylons and 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 um, transmitters, uh, I think I think um, people can make up what i'm talking about yeah but no here's the thing right you've got that system in place and obviously they're bringing it in under the guise oh i can download a movie you know four seconds faster than i could when it was number four fucking thingy me bob right Providing so, you a direct line of sight with the transmitter, yeah. But if yeah. you're not, there's no point. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing: what I'm what I'm getting at is people just think it's the next development of mobile phone. No, it's not even anything like, like that. From what I understand, it's a huge leap forward in how we live. As in, you'll have smart meters in your home that measure everything that you use. The currency, as we can see. People don't want to use it now because, excuse me, the idea is it could be contaminated, right? So the digital currency looks much more the way to go, right? So we move into a world where we no longer have money. It will be crypto, you know, some sort of digital currency. It, it's coming to the point where it will be on, on some sort of passport, whether that's the chip in your hand. Um, or, or whether it's just you know a, a card or whatever, but you'll have all your health details on that chip. you will have your employment details, you will have your criminal history, you'll have your perhaps your work history, all your national insurance payments, you'll have your credit, what you're worth on there, so you'll so so you know your finance. So when you go you, you go down to yeah your, like
1: in China, where they have the the social credit scoring system.
0: Yeah, that's, this, that's a thing. So, so this, this is what anybody listening now knows this is what, I'm not like making this up, am I? This is quite obviously no. the way that we're going, right? I, I think it's already, like I
1: lived in Scandinavia for a few years and, and that is exactly how it is. Yeah. So you, you don't have, so everyone has a number. So everyone has a, a, an application on their phone that you use to log into your bank. No one uses cash. Mm. It's very rare that you, I mean, you remember from sort of in this country, maybe 10 years ago or five years ago in some shops that there's a minimum or an extra charge
0: for using a card. Not, not nowadays. That's all hey, gone. Yeah, there's one place here in Plymouth. there's a takeaway. They still don't take cards, which always makes me laugh. But maybe for tax reasons, they choose not to. Who knows? Oh, no doubt. <laughs> Here's where it's going, though. This is what we need to consider is there won't be shops in this future we're building. Have a look in the high street. There's fewer and fewer as it is. They are redundant. We will be ordering everything from home over the net, right? Yeah. That's, that's your food, like your groceries. It's, you know, you'll get stuff, let's say, delivered by drone. I know it might sound a bit woo, but but it, it, you'll get your stuff delivered by by drone so so there won't be shops anymore okay so you'll be entirely sufficient uh dependent on this grid now here's the thing what happens when for whatever reason that grid goes down whether it's intentional whether it's an act of uh yeah, well, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. No no I... just 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 let me com- complete the scenario Ben. You've oh, got sorry. no money in you've got no money in your wallet. You can't just nip down and go all right sorry right, I've got 30 quid I can feed honey I can feed the family for a week on 30. Let's just that's baked beans will we'll, no you haven't got that and there aren't shops. You know. You your food gets do, do you see what I'm getting at? There's no we we've basically Cut ties with all of our, what is essentially being human. Not just that we don't even go out the front door. And, yeah, <laughs> do you yeah, get what I'm coming it's, with? It's, this? It's,
1: it's it's definitely food for thought. And and uh, so being in uh, living up in the Arctic, where if that was to happen and there was a cut in the grid, be it by a, a malicious actor or a state uh, mistake or whatever the origin of that fall would be, would, you know, in sub-40 temperatures be lethal to a lot of people over a very short space of time. Mm. Um, Unfortunately, in this country, I mean, over there, and as you probably know from being in Norway and and other countries that kids can pick up a rifle and go and shoot a moose if they want to, they know how to do it by the age of, you know, the early teens. Um, In this country... There'd be chaos, you know. People wouldn't. You look at the chaos and, and the outcries of people not being able to go to McDonald's and other fast food outlets during the, the
0: the outbreak of the recent pandemic. Let's be realistic about this. Within three days, as we've just seen from this last debacle, when the fridge is now empty and there's only pasta on the shelf, and people are are literally now they're going into starvation. I didn't. 18 day water fast. I can tell you by the time I got to day 15, I did, I started to get really, really hungry and I knew what I was doing. It was all under control. Imagine people that don't know where their next meal's coming from, that they've, they've got five kids, four kids, two kids, whatever, and a dog. There's nothing. What is going to happen in society? They're gonna go out that front door and they're gonna see, right? where, you know, people are just not gonna sit there and starve to death. They're gonna go not. around a neighbor's house and say, Oi, we're starving. Give us your, give us half of what you got. They're gonna say, F off. You you go, then it's gonna be, and then just, that is just gonna spread like a like a disease it, through, then it's gonna be militia gangs ganging up together. To go out to seek out where these food warehouses are, right? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's the the plot, the the realization of the plot
1: of every post apocalyptic disaster movie. Could could that happen? Yes, in this country, could happen in any country. It's more than likely to happen in in hotter countries because of people's temperament during heat during hot sessions. Your food's going to go off quicker, and all this kind of stuff, right? It's, it's, it's going to escalate in, in those, those areas. And what would we do in this country if that happens? Well, we'll what kind of disaster planning is, is put aside by the, the, the local authorities based on this current thing? Well, actually, quite a decent one, really. They've, they've done almost a decent job in this scenario. So maybe it's a dry run for, for potentially the, the larger problem to happen. Um, then there's a good chance that that kind of um, scenario won't play out to its, you know, its extreme. Um, But yeah, you're absolutely right. Things could go very, very south, very, very quickly. Um,
0: I personally, I don't even, uh, I'm just going to say, I don't think it's about being right or wrong. It's just what is happening. You know, if we become completely dependent on this grid, and the grid goes down, and and as I say, you don't know who's going to take it down. In the same way, you know, don't want to get too political here, but when when things go bang, we now know that it's not always the guys that they tell us that made it go bang. It's actually these guys that made it go bang. To blame that, do you see what I'm saying? I'm 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 saying that there's yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's a lot of different forces at play here um yeah. and
1: but as, what we're you know as maybe people that have been in life-threatening situations which you know i've not been in the same that you're you know yourself and your colleagues have as we've, we've already discussed but when you're in that a very scary actually well maybe one time I, I i did have a very serious parachute malfunction at about four 400 feet and i faced the the, the uh the impending doom of, of, of everly uh, ever uh, approaching ground, um, you do kind there's a point of which you go ah, it's okay and you resign to the fact that everything's just about to go dark so there, there is a point of yes you've got you know I haven't got children um, so for you maybe it's a stronger instinct of preservation, not just for yourself because that would be easy, but your family that that is maybe where what I hear as a, a great anticipation and trying to trying to have a one step ahead of what you might perceive the current situation to be which you know maybe it is is probably from a a strong and decent paternal instinct i'll be honest chris that's what it sounds like to me
0: no no it's it's actually nothing to do that because as you know i just think we're a bag of molecules you know it's death is (laughs) death won't change us it just changes this form that we're in we can't these molecules can't go anywhere, right? This is what probably people are getting sick of me saying is now. No, it's not that. What it is is, like, I have an example to set to my child. That's a completely different thing. And that example yeah. is you got to take your sides in this life. Are you, are you going to be on the side of good or are you going to be on the side of evil? And if I thought being evil was... OK, you know, there's black and there's white. There's like you said, the East and the West and there's snow and there's sun, you know, rain and sun. What? If I thought it was just that simple. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, does it? But I. I just do think inherently in human nature that we're good. I think there's evil people and I'm not talking about bad people like Tony Blair. And I mean, I think there's actual Satanists in this world because i had a good chat about this with my uh, a a friend of mine a while back who who explains it really well and he says chris when when you feel shit and you've got nothing in your life and everything's against you you're not going to go the way of righteousness. if you've got this you know bunch of Bunch of devil worshippers over there welcoming you with open arms, telling you there, there, you're you're actually, you know, really, really, it's a bit like the way gangs, like the, the triads in Hong Kong, recruited. You know, the people that are down on their luck will 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 take that path, right? And so, I personally am choosing to to go the way of the light, uh, because when I look at my son, I've I've got to be able to look him in the eye. And I can't just say, when they started bringing in certain mandatory uh, health procedures, let's say, I can't say, well, some we knew this was happening. You know, back in the year 2020, we had this really weird situation that happened and they brought in this whole load of new social protocols that we had to stick to. And then they told us that we needed this thing that our ancestors for a million years like clearly didn't need because they, they made it just fine. But suddenly we, 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 you know, and there's, and there's people becoming ill left, right and center. Um, and we're basically living in a, in a, in a prison on earth. I need to be able to say to him that I, I, I spoke out about this. I took, you know, the action or albeit limited, but I did what I'm doing now. I, I, try to make uh you know people aware of this agenda and it and it and if you and again if if you don't think it's an agenda read nineteen I'm talking to people at home now um Ben you know read nineteen eighty four and then tell me how a guy who wrote a book in nineteen was it forty eight knew exactly yeah. what was happening now if it's if it's this isn't a planned agenda. I mean, a- absolutely I think you know, then you can also look at the uh, the.
1: Uh, I'm not trying to argue the point with you because everyone everyone needs to have a certain driving force and and worldview, and it's important because if you don't, then then there's no point. Um, if you look at the sort of the, the Nostradamus predictions and all this, you know that that similar kind of stuff. If it's if it's true, you know the, the paradise. You gotta find within, as you said. You you gotta if if the worst is true, what are you gonna do? Nothing. You know, you can be happy, you can do as you're doing, trying to spread light and and hope and and love and a bit of entertainment, well quite a lot of entertainment for a lot of people, to as many people as you can. I think, you know, sixteen and a half thousand people regularly get enjoyment from from the the kind things that you say, the funny stories that you bring and the enlightening people that you bring us your show and that's you know that that's purpose really isn't it you know and and if if the worst is true you've you've set the example you've you've done your diligent human duty and 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 spreads what you perceive to be good doesn't matter whether it is or not all that matters that your intentions were good and and you, you did it for other people not yourself that that is essentially all that matters yeah, in my mind, I yeah, say. I
0: mean, you it, it's like the is it Desdorata that that poem, you know, you speak your piece and you speak it softly or quietly or non forcefully or whatever. Probably a bit of military in me, so it probably comes across a bit forceful at times, I reckon. But you know, it's I like I say, I would love to go the way of the. You know, hey, it's peace, man. You know, but but that's fine. But what happens when they then put one of these transmitters next to your house, and it's got this microwave radiation, which is scientific? If I understand correctly, scientifically proven to fuck up your cells. You know, I think I think it's a when when you understand that every significant
1: technological invention in the history of mankind has its origin origins in the military. Then you start to see it from a different light, mm. and I mean everything. And, and the, the medium of which we're talking now is a military invention: two yeah. two people, two two computers talking to in two different missile silos, talking to each other securely. That's the internet, right? That's how it all started. Um, everything that you know. Why why do we have aircraft? Is it is it really so we can get places quicker, or so we can have a, a strategic advantage to drop bombs from the sky? Everything, and if and if. this is a new technology, then there is complete reason to have that it would have had its origins, whether it's being used for that now or not. It would have had its origins in some kind of weapon or or military military origin. It might be so profitable that they simply have to roll it out, but unfortunately there are some effects on the public. Like sugar, sugar is so profitable, but unfortunately it kills people. With obesity, with diabetes, with everything else. But it's profitable. But there's going to be deaths. Yeah, but it's profitable. How profitable? Really profitable. Okay, how many deaths? It's that kind of conversation. And maybe there is a uh, um, not so much an agenda of, of depopula- depopulation, Like I think it's what they call it, the Agenda 21. Um, maybe that's not it, but it's just, unfortunately, the time when Whoever develops these technologies, go. Oh, we need to make some money off this now because we have got to pay for this. You know, we got to, We can't hide it in budgets anymore. Can we just sell this off to the private sector? Yeah, let's sell it off to the private sector. Um, does it? Does it? Is it harmful? Yeah, our tests, but we can't release those tests to the private sector because it's classified. Okay, we'll just tell them to be careful with it. Right then, telecommunications the company, use this thing. Be careful. How careful? Well, just be a bit careful oh, yeah, cool, we're going to make those of money, let's put it everywhere. And people apparently, according to, to other people's scientific research, get sick. Is there, is there an intention other than profit? Is, it, is there a global cabal of people wanting to depopulate the earth for selfish reason? Probably not.
0: It's probably just financially based and accidents happen. Yeah, well, that would be that. You see, here's the thing. I would love to buy into that that would just take a whole load of, <laughs> that would take a whole load of shit off my mind but that doesn't yeah. explain how a book was written in 1947 that that said that this oh, isn't but this isn't for business it isn't theory, for benevolence isn't it? it isn't for our welfare it isn't for you know better communication this it's called big brother and and it's not good and it well yeah. it's it, the, the end of humanity as we know it
1: well maybe yeah i mean but but maybe the the humanity as we know it is is i mean this is what pe- a lot of people said about the whole new normal thing coming on and you know the end of life how new i mean for a lot of people life wasn't perfect mm. for a lot of people the, the the status quo of how life was was actually quite detrimental to their life their upbringing we, we need to at least give it some time to see how it can pan out for, for the improvements for some people but you know, if if you're a fan of civil liberties and you you know you want to be completely anonymous in society, unfortunately, this isn't the time for you. In the same way that if you're a fan of buying handguns and shooting up schools and all this kind of stuff, then moving to the UK is not a good idea because you can't do that here anymore. You know, it's, things things change. You know, and 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 countries are all different the way we operate and maybe it's just a a different time of of our lives that we we maybe have to adapt to but I'm quite an optimist since I've I've started to become sane or became sane after after my 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 time my time served as a as a a crazy person and and character um so I, I I think and I I believe that you know but don't get me wrong if if it went south I know how to get somewhere quickly and and not what what equipment not to have on me and what equipment to have on me within reason just from doing the research that i did during my 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 character um you know watching certain videos and understanding certain things and talking to certain people i may not have done it but i probably could hold my own in in a situation like that uh, maybe impress some people that have
0: mate you've been a legend that's right I think future yeah so look after yourself
1: keep yeah, on this yeah. um
0: keep on this positive vibe because it well i think once you're on it you, you there's no going back anyway uh, uh, am i right um i mean you can if you want but it's no fun i mean i can't <laughs> i can't get depressed <laughs> now because i just it, it's a bit like a car with an automatic handbrake that it slides a bit downhill suddenly the handbrake it it it, it do, do you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. it cut it, it yeah, yeah. It, it's uh so i'm just Let's I mean, be careful
1: because they they, they could be remotely hacked into those cars with automatic handbrakes especially when they're connected to the internet yeah well there you go <laughs> well I, I work i work for um i work for a company who do actually prevent stuff like that so yeah. it, it's you, in our you know. car you're worrying me now Yeah, well, it's 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 you know it's uh, it's, soon there'll be a market for everything that's connected to the internet. Like you have antivirus for your computer, or maybe even your phone. Now you'll be able to purchase an antivirus solution for your blender, for your car, because it's connected. It will have to be protected. Businesses already do it. Yeah. So that's there is a counter to the whole everything connected, everything wireless, all this there will be a market for protection for for antivirus or anti you know security or whatever that's just a way of making money unfortunately and i i know i know because i work within the industry that does it but not in a you know it's not a it doesn't bother me so much but uh, i mean if you've got for let's just say there happens to be a mass murder on the loose and the police know what car he's driving, wouldn't it be great if they could shut his car down safely without shooting his wheels out and causing an accident and killing loads of people at a bus stop? There is a potential for... um, But essentially, yeah, everything connected will cause a a little bit of aggro um, and is definitely an infringement at some level on all of our our privacies. But as you probably tell, I'm not that much of a private person anymore. That's why I like to come and talk to people like you about my. um, My deeply, per- you know, you, you might have actually had more of a story than anyone else that I've told. Um, I think the first person I came clean to about came clean about my, um, my lies and my deceit was an ex-girlfriend, actually. I, I met her at a Christmas party and then um, and I hadn't seen her for years and she asked me the question of, you know, what, what about all the Marine stuff? And I just looked at her and went, it was all a lie and this is why. And I, her, I told her a very condensed story of what I've just told you. And I'd never seen a look of compassion so much on her face than even when we were together. She was like, oh, you poor bastard. <laughs> the, the thing that was in my mind then when I was telling her was what if she thinks I'm lying now? That's, that's the paradigm. When you tell the truth, you often wonder whether people still think that you're lying now. And that, that's, that, that messes with your head, Chris, I'll tell you that. But then
0: again, that's why that's why you tend not to care. Yeah, you, understand I, that
1: you, I, you, you told I, the truth.
0: I think it's really great you've come on the show. You've been so honest. You've helped us all to see, you know, how how these things manifest. That it's not like, and I know, go back to again. It's not a choice. It's how things come around. You know, we're not talking someone who buys an army surplus uniform, gets a collecting tin, and then. Goes on the high street, going, excuse us, mate. Yeah, I'm ex-soldier. Could you give some money for my check? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm. I've seen these guys. We get that they must travel around the country, hitting all the city centres. And you're like, mate, you haven't been in the military in your life. And I have no doubt the the five quid you're getting in your bucket that none of that goes to help help you know yeah
1: the injured legion ben- injured or
0: veterans. That is just a completely. Different scenario uh, 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 from what from what you've kindly enlightened us to today. So massive thank you on behalf of all the podcast. Keep uh, keep smiling, mate, because you're 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 saying and doing all the right things, and um, and your life's in a good good place. And uh, you deserve a-
1: absolutely, it. and you keep doing what you're doing, Chris. It's it's it was a great um, you know, when I when I reached out to you initially, it was quite quite flattering you got back to me to be honest mate I I didn't I think you might uh, well I assumed that um you might not have had time being such a busy person that you are um but I was quite quite happy when you got back and there was a massive part of me I thought shall I shall I just you know shall I press the block button and actually not go through with this and and uh, and talk to you but I'm really glad I did um being able to talk to you and you know I shan't be watching it back myself as I, I I'm uh, not a big fan of, of listening to my own voice, but um, even though I, I do, I do talk a lot. But, uh, but no, absolutely. Thank you very much for, for having me on. and Keep doing what you're doing, sir.
0: Thank you, brother. To everybody at home, much love to you. Please like and subscribe and support the channel if you would. We'll see you next time, friends. Thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username, Chris Thrall. Instagram, Chris.Thrall. Thank you.